What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Other Side of the Firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shan Tynes. What's up? What's up? And LeVon Maynard. Hey, welcome to the show. What is going on? So this is Wednesday's episode. So it's our discussion episode. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, we went over our topics. Monday, we talked about a fertility clinic having a data breach. Uh, Tuesday, we discussed some uh, metrics on how much it costs to secure your, um, your, your company versus how much the breaches are costing. Uh, just really big numbers that came from Microsoft, right? That's their, their um, uh, poll. This the, the risk, risk IQ's 2021 evil internet minute report is where that was pulled from. So some really interesting stats. We go into training and what have you as well. So really good conversation. Uh, today, I found this one interesting because uh, this this is, it shouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it's, it's just funny how it's uh, written. So it says, CTO is keeping quiet on breaches to avoid cyber blame game. So uh, this one comes from Info uh, Security uh, Magazine.com. It was written by Phil uh, Muncaster. And it goes over the metrics of basically how um, people don't want to snitch on themselves, right? <laughs> so when it comes to being a chief technology officer, right, you don't necessarily want to uh, lose your job because you found something or uh, there was a breach and what have you. So a lot of this, the article is alluding that a lot of this is being swept under the rug. There's a lot more breaches than we uh, currently know of. It's because they don't want to be blamed for it. They don't. Uh, in part because the other C's in your suite may not understand how cyber works. Uh, and then the other part being, uh, no one wants to lose their job. <laughs> so it's kind of a sad state of affairs. Uh, there's a keeper security polled 1000 uh, UK IT decision makers at businesses uh, of between 100 to 5,000 employees. Uh, it revealed that security breaches are widespread. 92% of respondents said their organization suffered one in the past year and over three quarters or 78% feel unprepared to deal with cyber threats. So uh, 2022 looks a lot like 2021 was a lot like 2020. <laughs> on and on and on uh, to infinity. Um, but I just want to get you guys' opinion about this. I, it's not funny, but it's funny to me because like this, every organ, like this, this should be common sense. Like any organization, if they see something that will jeopardize their job, they will be less prompt to tell you about it. Um, but in, in these positions, like your, your job is to protect the business. So if you're not revealing <laughs> your breaches, you are not doing your uh, business any service. But how do you guys feel about this? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely like a uh, important topic. And then, you know, this goes outside of like even cyber, just in general. I think it's kind of a human nature. Everybody's kind of looking out for their job. And uh, even, I don't know, I was, I compared it to like maybe a car dealership or something like that. And uh, if they find a car that like, you know, they see some small issue that happened, like, oh, somebody uh, damages part of it. But we're not going to tell the person that, you know, we're selling the car to that this got damaged during the shipping or something like that. Uh, it's kind of like a similar thing. Like they're trying to, they're looking out for themselves, obviously, and um, looking out. Like I'm, I'm assuming from the article, it makes it seem like the people found that they got breached, but they took care of it to try to kind of sweep underneath the rug. Like let's make sure this doesn't right. happen again, but we're not going to tell anybody about it. Uh, you know, in fear of losing a job. So at the, at it doesn't come as a surprise to me. Obviously, it's not a good thing overall. 
it's something that um, you know affects our numbers overall as, as far as when we track we track these cyber incidents and people people like ourselves that get maybe uh, our information gets leaked out and some of these companies that we may not know about have our information leaked out and not even tell us about it uh, in fear of losing their jobs right. uh, it was obviously a big concern so uh, definitely not you know not okay in my book but it doesn't surprise me and I know it kind of affects other industries as well it's pretty much anything you imagine uh, even like <laughs> I don't know I don't want to relate it to like a food like a restaurant like they drop some food on the floor like oh shit uh, let me just put this back on the plate <laughs> <laughs> dust it off real quick <laughs> dust it off real quick <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble I want to like get the customer mad or something let somebody know that uh <laughs> something happened <laughs> right. right and we, we knock T-Mobile all the time but at least they're transparent right right yeah <laughs> like T-Mobile's letting, letting us know. <laughs> at least they let us know <laughs> yeah yeah and it's uh you know it can be a, even a bigger issue if like it, if it comes out that they hit this kind of information and didn't reveal it to the public um i know i think we talked about it before i think there may be some new laws something like that are coming up or they've already in, enacted to like counteract companies that are trying to keep their breaches secret um but i can't can't think of it off the top of my head but obviously it's uh, something very important to us uh to the community uh all up but shan you have some thoughts on this one so i do so something i picked up on right was that they did this in the uk right so this study, when they did this, this was asking companies in the UK. Now, the reason I think they do it is because they take cybersecurity and IT a little more serious than we do in the States, right? Like they have all types of protection laws and whatnot. Like even, even when I was doing my studying for CISP, they got those, uh, it's the eight, uh, the eight different um, uh, protections they have. I can't remember what it was, the G gprb or whatever whatever it was yes right? something like yeah yeah you got you got out of letters i don't know if they're right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might be out of order though they might be out yeah. of order. but over in the uk like they take it in, in europe they take it more serious right so i think that's why their it their it uh, leaders are a little more scared to say something because they can't come out with this and then the government be like well wait a minute we support you in this right like we've made all these laws that have to be followed and all these things need to be done which is why that's that's why they're they're not saying anything about it. I think if this was to happen in the states, they'd just be like, ah, we wouldn't make any money doing that. So yeah, we just didn't do it, and then just not think anything about it, right? And they just go about their business, just be like la da 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 da, just keep it moving, right? If it was the states, right? right. So right. I, I, mean, I think I think that's I think that was the big difference here is that it was a, it was mostly it was interviewed people interviewed in the UK um, where they take it a little more serious, like here yes we are like you were saying we are um making more laws and, and things like that and, and executive orders even right yeah. to try to combat some of the stuff that's going on um which is good to see but uh over in the uk and europe man they, they they stay on top of this type of stuff so that's why because to them because to their government they probably seem like they're being a little negligent right like these eight things say you should be protecting these things like this and you should be doing this that and the third right do care with people's information right due diligence when it comes to doing this different things like that so um i i think that's the reason why and those numbers those numbers they have in the article are crazy high man i'm like wow are you really yeah. telling me you know what i mean like 92 percent of respondents said their organization suffered uh, an incident in the past year and 78 percent feel 78 percent feel unprepared to deal with cyber threats you know what i mean right. like how is how is that possible right like Anything you can need, anything you may need for a cyber threat is is out there. No, granted, you'll have your onesies, twosies, right? To where something may happen where it's like, man, we've never seen that before. We got to figure out something. Right, your zero days. and Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
but for the most part, stuff is out there to 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 combat these things. But it's just the amount of money that that these companies may may or may not want to spend. You know what I'm saying? Right, and I think that's the biggest part is the the amount of money it takes to actually protect it. Right, what's our our return on investment? And if they don't see it, uh, then they're just like, well, we just cut that. Like we talked about the other company that cut their whole cyber team. Um, uh, that so, but being in the that person's in the suite, so. That, that's what makes me a little bit more um, uh, kind of confused. Like I get like nobody wants to snitch on themselves and potentially lose their job, but you would think you're offered certain protections uh, as well as, as long as you're not being negligent, like, hey, we found something <laughs> in this. And then you can relate it to this, we need to protect this or else we're gonna lose this data. And then people will have to get, you know, um, life lock or something like that, or we'll lose this data. And these people can turn around and sue us because of this. Um, that, that person is supposed to be in a position where they can actually relate it to business. Like, um, I think that's why the uh, Bezo is, is becoming so important and it's starting to become a thing. Because I think you need somebody who can bridge the gap a little bit better. Like, I think your CTO might not be as technical or at least not be able to speak the, the language good enough uh, to give the vision of the, uh, the C-suite down to the, the, uh, the technicians that are, are, are to protect it. Um, and then uh, I was watching a few videos on what Bezos are supposed to do. Like it's supposed to be very knowledgeable of the tech so they can talk, speak to the, the people who are, who are doing the protection, but they also have to be very business savvy and understand um, how the, these um, uh, apparatuses, devices, um, uh, policies affect the business and how much the business is going to make. Um, and if anything, uh, it's a point of contention with people who are in the um the cybersecurity team because you you have somebody who can check you now <laughs> who actually speaks your language uh but you also have a champion right like if you actually do find something that's very important they can go and talk to the uh the c-suite and let them know like hey if we don't do x we're going to lose y <laughs> and it's going to be bad um and they can you know not not to say they're dumbing it down but they just there's two different languages being spoken so you need somebody who can bridge that gap yeah, but the, but the person that's the person that's in that field is not making the ultimate decision, right? Usually, it's your CEO or COO, some whatever your top guy. Right. But you think it would be your CTO? I'm, but apparently, CTOs are just like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're the they're the low person on the totem pole up in the C suite. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh man, now I got to spend all these you know hundreds of thousands of dollars for protection. Like, ah, I'll risk it. <laughs> And they, right. and, they, and, they, and they and look, they probably have no problem putting it on somebody else, you know, if, if it should, if the you know what should hit the fan, you know. Right. But maybe, so like you said, they're, they're, they're the lowest person on Tone Post, man. That's why they're more likely to lose their uh, their job. Like, I would see another CTO. <laughs> Someone's got to take the fall, give it to, give it to him or her. Um, so it could be that, because I mean, the CEO is not going to walk away unless, you know, they, they the, the board or whomever says you got to go. Um, so it could be that as well. I, I honestly don't know. I've never been in that position, so, <laughs> but I would think that your, um, your integrity or your, um, your, your likelihood of losing, you know, um, uh, money position or, uh, the ability to find a new job would, would push you to being more transparent. Cause if you get fired from, from, uh, the C-suite, how easy is it to get to another C-suite? I don't know. But you know, that's, that's, that's a good question. That's a good question, right? But like, I don't imagine people with that experience 
or, or I'm not going to sit here and say they're a dime a dozen either, right? So like that field is probably yeah. small. As you start getting to the top, it just gets smaller and smaller, right? Um, yeah. So even if you are fired, I mean, you see it with CEOs too, right? With CEOs that jump from company to company, right? Yeah. So. But they, they they get a lot of protection. Like uh, <laughs> they, get, they get some very nice parachutes on the way out of the, uh, the plane. I, I don't know if CTOs... Uh, uh, get the same. I actually can't think of one off the top of my head. Like a person, well, I, I'm, I'm bad with names to begin with. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon knows this. I'm like, you know, the guy in that movie who did the thing. Um, but I, I honestly can't think of any um, off the top of my head that have um, a brand that is associated with something I buy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know a lot of the names of CEOs of companies, like gaming companies, things of that nature, but not, not CTOs. Well, it's because they're the face, right? They're ultimately responsible, yeah. ultimately accountable, right? For the direction of the companies, which most of them are public anyway, right? If you're a CEO somewhere, it's for a public company. So you got shareholders yeah. to answer to, and that's who they want to, that's who they want to get up, get up with and chat with, right? <laughs> you're the guy at the top. Right. I want to talk to you to see how, how these dividends are going to come out at the end of the year. How much are my dividends going to be that are coming back to me? How good did you yeah, but, well, About that, we just had a big breach, so nothing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. But we fired uh, the but, CTO. But we fired yeah, the CTO. <laughs> they're, they're gone. They're gone now. It'll never happen again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just interesting. Like, uh, like no matter what the business is or um, the field, it's all pretty much the same. Like people want job security. But that's why I think that there needs to be some kind of um, protections for for those those members. Maybe they'll be more transparent. Like, okay, we we know it's happening. I need you to fully disclose what is happening and we won't, we won't fire you <laughs> off <Right>. the rip <laughs> unless you're being negligent. Like, so maybe that's where audit, audits and compliance come in. Like you, you have somebody come in a third party to, to, to show like, okay, this person, it's not, it's not their fault. Like this was a zero day. <laughs> like this is happening across the board to all these other companies as well. Um, you should be thankful that they, they did disclose that this was happening. But right. Just my two cents. But definitely an interesting, interesting article. Uh, I, I definitely, uh, I, I think this one will come back. I think this will be a repeat, like, because <laughs> something has to happen, right? And like you alluded to, like the, the the government is saying on the federal side, like if you're attacked with ransomware, you have to disclose it within so many hours. I think it was like within 72 or something like that. You have to disclose the breach to the federal government so they can come in and try to help you. So you're going to get a lot more of the the push where you have to, because then what happens? You probably get fined by the government as well. So that's even more money you're going to lose uh, if they find out that you had a breach. So there's that. Or if they find out that was something that could have been prevented and, and somebody else got breached, right? Because you didn't share that info, which I think is kind of what they're trying to get to, right? Share that right. information so we can stop it from happening to other people. You just hold on to it. The next thing you know, you know, this company and this company got hit with it as well. It's like, why don't you just say something? Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, and then that goes into that board that we're talking about that mimics the transportation board. So now companies will be able to disclose amongst themselves uh, and the federal government uh, what's going on. And I can't remember the name of the board. It was Alphabet Soup, but we, yeah, we discussed it last week. Cybersecurity, something or other. 15 members. I remember I remember it had three times as many members as the transportation board, though. The transportation right. board was five, and it had 15. But yeah, it was cybersecurity something, something or other, yeah. I think it was like this, yeah, cybersecurity risk management board or something like that, something yeah. Those words in a different order. <laughs> 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 but 
but uh, definitely continue to tune in uh, throughout the week. Like um, again, Monday and Tuesday are topics. Wednesday's discussion. Thursday's Ask Us SP. Uh, Fridays we talk about everything else. So um, less cyber, more media, TV shows. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about superheroes at some point. <laughs> like all that other stuff comes into uh, into play. Uh, I'm going to take down the uh, the website. But for the time being, you can hit us up at www.theothersideoffirewall.com. I say real fast because no one goes there. <laughs> you can talk <laughs> social medias. Speaking of social medias, uh, definitely watch the videos on YouTube. Uh, our channel has the same name, The Other Side of the Firewall. Um, hit up our um, uh, personal accounts, which I'll get to, but definitely tune in. We're on six different audio platforms. Spotify, we're video and audio. Uh, you can watch us on LinkedIn. Uh, and uh, we're starting to share our stuff on uh, Tech Connectors on uh, Facebook. So I'm trying to get an episode a week on there. Um, and you can hit me up personally. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. You can find me on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, uh, Twitter, and TikTok. And you, LeVon? Hey, you can hit me up on the Twitter. at LeVon Maynard. There it is. Stay safe. Stay secure. Take care. Thank you.